the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on a blustery South Texas day. See? Man. And we're inside. <laughs> That's how blustery it is. It's opening the door. It's blowing yeah. the door open. Yep, it is. It's, uh, there's a lot of stuff at the nursery. Yeah, I could feel it driving over here. I could yeah, feel it pushing the against car. the truck. Yeah. yeah. Me too. Um, well, anyway, 308-8867 people are still shopping. Yeah. We still have some folks out there. There they are shopping. Yeah, you kind of got to bolt it down in your basket. A lot of times this is the best time to shop because you've got uh, a lot of help. Yep. It's a good staff here. Yeah, and 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 actually it feels good out there. Part of the problem we... Uh, that we solved by moving inside was that that noise you were going to hear throughout the show. So yeah, we, we need one of those little uh, styrofoam things or whatever. Yeah, we need a, a windsock, little wind, wind something. We've gotten used windshield. to the freeway noise now, but the yeah, it was blowing. Yeah. It was even louder today. So yeah, and it blows my papers around. I know. See, I open my papers. I'm looking at Calvin's wonderful horse herb article. Just. Bathing in the glory of the horse herb article and loving loving the picture on there and everything. He's got his stuff spread across half the table. (laughs) (laughs) I have to have it ready in case Milton runs out of something to say. Well, part of uh, part of what he's looking at is the uh, new list of yeah uh, the fruits and fruit 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 trees and. And related plants, uh, the, most of those are in here, Millburgers, and you can get the, the variety, recommended varieties, and uh, you get to choose from all the varieties because the, they're all here for a while until uh, folks get their choices, and then as the summer progresses, less and less choice. You want to talk about the trees, Trace? So have all the f- trees come in, or uh, all the fruit trees? Uh, Ninety-something, close to 100%. Uh, okay. We're missing a couple of the pecans. What I was looking at uh, is are the peaches. Of course, we we tell people to beware. Of, uh, there's a lot to a lot to put up with when you're growing peaches. But uh, uh, he's got they've got a bunch of new A and M A and M varieties. Yep, there they are. I didn't even know A and M was putting out new varieties of peaches. I knew they were working on it, but I didn't. I don't understand that. They put out a few you retired, here. but you expected them to confer with you on that. Yeah, you? well, uh, I'm proud of them. Uh, we've got one called White Delight and White Delight 2 and uh, Flat Delight. 
I think that's that. Yeah, that's that donate. Don't I've heard of that. Uh, and you've seen them in the supermarket where they're the donut, yes, donut unusually shape. shaped. Yeah, and, but they're and they're white, uh, white flesh. But they're good. They're sweet, sweet as sugar. Uh, they're not not a shipping to me. Uh, no, shipping no. for sure. Ripens mid-May, so it's fairly five fifty uh, chilling hours. And they've got two of those, uh, Flat Delight 1 and Flat flat Delight 2. One of them is a yellow flesh and one of them is a white flesh. And Royal Zest 4 and Royal Zest 2. See, they couldn't come up with a lot of names over there. Yeah, A&M, so they, they those, just put the, those are put the kind of numbers names that are hard to remember. Yeah. And then they've got Texas King and Texas Prince. And, it's like uh, the professor was shaking their their finger their hand at the the student and the student saw two instead of yeah yeah <laughs> and uh, they're all uh, around the f- good lord that one is that's a misprint that says a uh, tropic zest four yellow flesh tangy sweet peach ripens early June. 150 hours. Well, trop- well the name yeah, itself trop- wise, could indicate that it's low chill. We have a lot of customers that come from areas where they might be lucky to get 150 chill hours. Well, that's true too, down south especially. But uh, most of them are 500, 550, which is right on the money for our area. And I believe David is still taunting, not taunting, uh, <laughs> using the uh, La Feliciana as the one he wants. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I still, my That's five fifty to six hundred, roughly, Santa. Yeah, my favorite is still June, June Gold because it's early. Oh, early. quit it! You're an old guy. It's early. We don't even have June Gold in there. Oh yeah, we do. Yes. <laughs> Wash your mouth out with soap. It's six fifty. But did June you know it was that, that long? That, no, because it, it's June Gold has got one of those. Uh, it's chill hours, Bears. yeah, and they're they're not much more tolerant than the 650 indicates, because they were they were reliable, and that was the main peach I had for, in my for, peach for a long time. That Sam Houston June Gold were the the two ones, the staples. Right, right. I had Spring Gold, uh, which was really reliable, but was a little a little peach, and it, that was one that if you wanted. You know, to have early early May, it would you could harvest it, but boy, you did have to thin it. Oh um, yeah, and uh, that was tough. I, I think they talked about thinning the blooms, didn't they? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I experimented with a lot of with pressure sprayers and <laughs> all kinds of stuff. You could, if you did it by hand, you know that could that could be an all day job. Oh like, yeah. I was always told spray dormant oil at the wrong time, and you could get the blooms to fall off. <laughs> well, if well. If you're lucky, it'll you, burn them. It'll burn them back. I don't know. I, I'm I'm sure the commercial people would be using that if if that worked. But uh, now the uh, apples, you know, seven uh, on the apple thinning the apples, they use seven, didn't they? Yeah, they used to, I think. Yeah, they used seven, the, the insecticide, uh, during the bloom stage. Oh. And that would thin the, the fruit, but there are not many apples growing around. So uh, that's really cent- pretty. Centennial has been around a long time. And uh, it's, 
Uh, the the peaches I love to eat are all long long day uh, high chill hours. What about oh, yeah, Fredericksburg? That red red, red skin seven fifty is my favorite. Well, Centennial is eight hundred. And I th- I think it's uh, almost everybody agrees the later season have better flavor. <laughs> the trick is you got to carry them. There's that insect pressure and that weather mm-hmm. pressure for an extra month or so. The the one another one that's reliable is uh, the that we got Florida King Florida King yeah the, yeah uh, four fifty four hundred fifty yeah that, that yeah that is produces a pretty nice sized peach but it's not nearly as flavor flavorful as La Florenciana or any of those you mentioned yeah but but if you thin, Flor- I if think thin your fruit you ought to be able to get the sugar content better in all of them. Yeah. Uh, I, I think know. Florida King is is the sweetest, best, uh, highest quality early one, don't you? Oh, yeah. Other than, well, it's earlier than June Gold, right? Let's see. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Right at, June, June Gold, Gold they've got it at 650. June Gold generally. Florida King is 450. June Gold is like a, June 1 was when I had targeted it and uh I didn't have uh, that Florida Florida King on my uh, peach orchard, but uh, I've got it at home, and it's a little earlier earlier than. Remember May Gold? Did you have May Gold? There was a remember, June, there was a Mago yeah, with Jungo. I, I remember the name, but I didn't have it. It was really early. Spring Gold and yeah. June Gold. But uh, that uh, back in Blueford Hancock uh, used to be a. As he as he has said it, he was the original horti- extension horticulturist for for te- all of Texas. He used to say it took about 25 people to replace him, and mm-hmm. you know Blueford. And uh, he they were all excited, especially down around uh, in Pleasanton and Poteet and in that area, because they they were going to have the first peach on the market. Which, uh, of course, the uh, first of anything on the market is is the most expensive or, or gets a good price. Yep. And so, uh, and so they 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 checked all these varieties out and found out, uh, you know, which ones would produce uh, quality peach early, and of course, June Gold was one of the ones, and. Uh, then, but then they overlook Mother Nature, you know, cotton root rot, kill the trees, and then bacterial uh, leaf spot. Bacterial canker. Bacterial canker got them too, and bacterial leaf spot. Well, I was so, so uh, that that's what was the demise of the uh, Texas early peach industry. Well, part of, I don't know if that was all of it though, because I got involved. And the first, my first crop, the third year after being planted, I, you know, it was a relatively small crop, but uh, the price was very high. And I thought, my banker and I thought I was going to get rich. <laughs> uh, and what do you think came in the next year? Frost? Chili. Chilean peach. The peach, peach oh, chili. Oh. And, uh, they, of course, the quality was high. They were, they were consistent and the price just stayed. Yeah, really low. So there was really all that battle and putting up with uh, small peaches in the weather. You really couldn't. You didn't make any extra profit from. Yeah. Did you have any cold protection on your orchard? 
No, I didn't, but I did. I burnt tires one year and irritated the heck out of the neighbors. <laughs> uh, um, and now my irrigation system wasn't capable of the... Uh, yeah, or any uh, kind of irrigation. I mean, any kind of spring, cold protection. Spring now, you're in Lufkin, too. Yep. So... Cold, yeah, cold was... Um, the fungal, fungal problems yeah, were more of, more of an issue than cold, right? Big there, time. That early in the spring. But anyhow, that uh, here at Millburgers, you got the choices, lots of choices, lots of fun choices, and you could get a, if you got the room, you know, get three, get a early season, and uh, the mid uh, mid season, and then one of the higher quality late late season. And you should get peaches almost every single year. Some years you'll get them from all three if we get enough cool cool weather. Now, I, I, like I said, the, the, those flat peaches, the ones I had in the supermarket, they're really good. They're really good. And uh, and they they, say, they seem to indicate that the uh, that the yellow flesh is uh, sweeter than the white flesh. Well, according to this description, it says very sweet on the yellow, but uh, it doesn't doesn't mention the sweetness of the white. The one I the ones I had were white, so uh, if if the yellow is sweeter, then uh, that'd be one to try. Flat delight too. It's a flat delight, Milton. That sounds nice. To have a drawer. That's a. I, w- I wonder if it's uh, a healthy donut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I wonder, I wonder how the, because uh, we always have to worry about stink bugs and malformed fruit caused by stink bugs. I wonder how that affects those donut peaches, you know, because there, there are uh, donut-shaped round. Maybe it just uh, affect one corner or something. But y'all sold them before, haven't you? Yeah, we, we've had uh, donut peaches before. Yeah. Well, but, we, haven't, we haven't had much... Uh... Well, I guess you, it hasn't been a long t- time that you've had them. I was just thinking we haven't had a lot, huge response from the uh, the gardeners out in the city to you know how they've how they performed, whether there've been issues or they they were great. Nobody brought us in any. Like, I know uh, it. Like they do well, with was Satsumas it, and. See, I, I would think there, and and I wonder how the worm situation is on that. It's a smaller peach. Like I said, the the uh, the ring of the donut is is small, so I, I can't see what how the worm would uh, the peach curculio would do do that much damage to them. Well, a big peach, you yeah, know, they'll get in there. Wishful thinking that well, curculio will figure out a way. <laughs> Well, what I what as long I'm as saying, when well, you're eating, you don't find a half of it. You're yeah, all right. you know, a little the one of the issue I would see is a uh, it's a little harder to spray when it's got that inside ring too. That's true too. Because you know, a nice round peach is relatively easy to get a little bit of spray all the way around it. So every one of them, every one of them has some challenges, but uh, they're fine. And now, people, is this on the the website too? Yeah, we have the flyers all here. In fact, a lot of them are next to the the uh, trees themselves. Yeah. So they. Can... I was going to add. I was going to put. I, I put this on Plant Archer before. Last year you did. Yeah. 
I think you put the rose one there too last year. Yeah. Uh, can I use that one again? It's still it's still in the archives, or should I? There's new check it. There's new varieties for for all of them. Some varieties have dropped, and some varieties have added. Now, didn't you send me that? I don't know if we sent you the new one yet. No, you said you can email. Oh me yes, that. we have the capability. Okay, we have the yes, the technology. <laughs> we can reveal. It won't be me, but we'll have somebody email to you. Okay, okay, do, do go ahead and do that, and I'll just have them switch it out and have it on plantanswers.com, and, and even put it on the uh, uh, topics of the month, so front page. And so that way people can read these descriptions and everything. I like these little notes that you've got at the bottom of the page, like uh, an asterisk denotes new Texas A&M varieties, and then it dec de uh, describes or defines a chill hour, a chill hour, which we didn't do when we started talking about chill hours a while ago. A chill hour is one hour at or below 45 degrees. So, but uh, of course, yeah, nothing is, nothing is as clear cut yes, as, uh, as that. And mo usually, it has to be above 32 degrees for a chill hour to work. Oh, is that yeah. right? Okay. Yeah. So, so but it depends. Again, it depends on the variety, and it yeah, depends on the. But they've done some studies too. Uh, I think Dr. Larry Stein has mentioned to me that uh, you can have a bunch of chill hours, and then you have a section of warm weather. It reverses it. Yeah. It reverses the chill hours. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, but man. but any, anyway, there you you don't have to worry about all that because, like I said, uh, unless you get the ones that I like, uh, which are red skin or uh, 750 hours. Most of these are 500, 550 uh, chill hours, and you, you say this will this will be out next to the. Yes. You'll have have a. Yeah, they're all out next to the items as well as extras by the register. So if somebody didn't want to okay, walk out there, okay. they can get them. So, so you might, uh, if you can't remember these names we've been talking about, uh, you can get them. Uh, you can get a list of them when they when they come in. And uh, these, uh, these, they're here these now, look like right? all, all yeah, good varieties. 95% of that's here now. And they're in containers, they're right? in containers. What, three-gallon or five-gallon? Uh, bulk of them three-gallon. Three-gallon. So, uh, most of the new A&M releases are in fives. but Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Now, on these, uh, in a container like that, now we don't, you don't necessarily have to cut the tops off. Yeah, I have been fussing with Dr. Stein about that. He he just you know he's old school, and uh, the the what what we're talking about is back in the old days. I hope Dr. Steiner is listening. Back in the old days, they were bare root. That's right. And some nurseries still get them in bare root uh -huh. and then pot them up. I took my truck and went and got 3,600 bare root and carried them back. Yeah. Had to cut every one of them. And when, that, when, that, when that's the case, when they're bare root and just been potted up, uh, then uh, Dr. Steiner cut them in half. That's what I did. By cut them in half. Because uh, when you bare root a tree, and that means just dig it out of the ground and have no root system on the on the on you've left no soil. Not, no soil. On, uh, you left not, what, 90% or more 
of the root system in the in in the in the plant in the bed where you dug it from. Uh, then you have to balance the top with the with the root system. But now the ones we get, all of, all of them are not. I mean, they're all yeah, not bare root. Everything right? everything we've done is container. Everything that the local nurseries are doing now are in containers, and uh, they've been grown in that container all their lives. So you have the the root system that grew the top is in the container. So and when you pull it out of the container and put it in the ground, uh, you don't need to, to no reduce the price. There is there, there is one issue there that because uh, you're moving it to a different environment, and uh, some of them some of them are kind of top heavy. They got you know the, the, there's advantage in selling them to get to put a make them ten feet tall, and so you. Uh, uh, you, you put them in an environment that's windier or on a slope or something, so you you do quite often have to brace them up, and so so that they can, until they get that uh, that balance Jerry's talking about in the new environment. One of the the old back to the old timers, the one of the ways you you deal with that issue without worrying about it too much. You, Cut them in half. I still have nightmares of healing fruit trees in. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, we need to take a break. While we do, give us a call, 308-8867, 308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Coming up, James, we'll talk to you right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I'm going to give you some tips right now. Millburgers is a place to go for all your gardening needs. Maybe you're thinking that gardening really doesn't begin in San Antonio to the spring. Well, you're wrong. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find great selection of winter color, whether it's pansies or cyclamen or snapdragon, or maybe there's something else that you find at Millburgers that'll bring beautiful color to your yard. And right now at Millburgers, fresh shipments of trees are arriving each day. You'll find great selections of shade trees, Trees, fruit trees, pecan trees, crepe myrtles, you name it. If it grows in this area and does well in South Texas, Millburgers carries the widest selection of different sizes of all kinds of trees. Now, here's one more tip. MillburgerNursery.com. Head on over to the website to find out everything that's going on at Millburgers, plus get some great advice on gardening in South Texas. That's MillburgerNursery.com, part of Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. When the weather outside is frightful, the birds are more delightful. With colder temperatures, birds are active at the feeders. If you want to enjoy the beauty and the thrill of watching nature in your own backyard, Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shops in San Antonio can show you how. There is nothing quite like the enjoyment you get from watching finches at the feeder or purple martins teaching their young to fly. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, one that attracts a certain bird or that keeps squirrels away, or even one where you can sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds Unlimited also has unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, chili hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores, with three San Antonio insurance locations, like Braun Road in 1604, or call 375-3611. That's 375-3611. 
This year, come and experience for yourself the only place God called my land. Experience Israel this November 1st through the 10th. And coming up on January 24th, you can learn all about this trip of a lifetime. Join us for a free information session with the tour director at Rosario's on San Pedro. This is your chance to ask questions, see photos, and hear testimonials. Find out more and reserve your space now at 930amtheanswer.com. San Antonio continues to make the list of fattest cities in America. We lead the nation in obesity and diabetes. Vita Scientific says enough is enough. The research is in with Vita Zin. Vita Zin naturally promotes weight loss, manages your blood sugar levels. It's all natural and tastes great too. Vita Scientific is recognized by the Diabetes Prevention Program with the United States Centers for Disease Control. Order Vita Zin today at 520vita.com. That's 520vida.com. Peace through planning. That's the motto of Weisinger Law Firm, and the planning begins with your free consultation with Charlie Weisinger. Charlie, you call yourself an estate planning attorney. What exactly does that mean? Well, Baron, estate planning is simply protecting you, your family, and your assets in case the worst happens. A basic plan includes a will, financial, and medical powers of attorney, health information releases, and directives for your physician. If you don't have these basic elements in place, it's an even harder year for your loved ones. Well, a lot of people put off that decision because of that. You're making hard decisions on a very hard topic, but Knowing you, Charlie Weisinger, you make it so easy. Well, we spend about an hour in our first meeting where I learn a lot about you and educate you on estate planning. Based on that first meeting, we'll schedule a second where I'll present a plan to you. We'll sign documents, and that's where peace through planning begins. It's three hours out of your life so you can have peace for the rest of your life. Let Charlie help you achieve peace through planning by calling Weisinger Law Firm. The number in San Antonio is 210-308-0800, online at weisingerlawfirm.com. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer 308-8867 is our number 308-8867. James is on the line. Hi, James. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? Oh, just fine, man. Sun shining, birds are singing, winds blowing. Great weather. Good. Oh, how can we help you? Um, the doctors were talking about I need three. Peach trees. Well, I've got a June Gold and a La Feliciana, so oh, good. I can't remember the chilling hours of any of them, but do I need something earlier than that? Well, you don't need it, but it really has turned out pretty good for me to have uh, the um, Florida Florida King. Yeah, Florida King is good earlier because it's reliable and it's got a high quality fruit. And it so you, you know, you, oh yeah, it's it's the best. I think it's the best low chilling peach I've ever eaten. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's better than the early grande. Well, it's certainly more reliable. Yeah. Okay, Florida King, yeah. then. All right, yeah, and yeah, uh, that's been I've been around for a long time. You guys you are re- talking about planting re- them. You're talking about planting them six, seven foot tall trees. Well. I get them about as big around as my thumb, and then cut them off about knee high. Is ain't that the way you're supposed to do it? To develop scapula? Well, uh, well, we were we were talking about if you get them bare root. Yeah. Yeah. In other words, if, if they if they haven't got any soil on the root, but uh, 
Where, where we sell them here at Millburgers is is in containers. They've they've already got all the root system in the container. So when you dig oh. it, when you take them out of the container, you've got the the tree's entire root system there. Okay. Well, what I do is I get them bare rooted and then put them in a five gallon root maker. And and the first year I grow them in a pot. Get them oh, cut that, back that's and Start good. developing scaffolds. Yeah, Granted. that's good. You can. Those are the ones that you cut in half. What do you mean cut in half? Well, when you when you plant them in your container, not you know after that second year when you plant them in the ground, then you don't. Yeah, you don't have after to cut them. the second year, you don't need to cut them back. Yeah, but, but, uh, you, uh, a year's time in that root maker, five gallon, and they've got the best root system you've ever seen if you if you're if you do it right, and then okay, they really take you, off. They make it. They make a heck of a tree than, than trying to nurse them through that first year bare-rooted in the ground. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I've had real good luck with them. So uh, Florida King's the one for me, right? Right. Okay. Uh, oh, and one more thing. Those uh, Last year, those uh, La Feliciana peaches were just, man, they were really good. Aren't they good? They sure last are. Year, last year was a good good year for uh, fruit all around, I think. Yeah. Pretty good. To, yeah. Except for the rain. Sometimes we had a little disease pressure with the rain. Yeah. my, uh, You know, of those three, my June gold probably didn't perform as well as it has in past years. But, yeah. Uh, but certainly that's well, that, that takes game. more. That takes more chilling than uh, the La Feliciana, right? No. June no. gold is less. It says, yeah, June gold says it takes 650, but uh, they That's found what I through, they f- they found that it's pretty flexible. It's pretty, it's real reliable. Uh, like at, in East Texas or here, um, we generally generally get enough to to bring to have it bloom and fruit. Yeah, there's an old peach called a Loring. I don't uh, I don't guess it's available anymore. But L O R I N G, and uh, they used to rate it at 800. Gracious. Uh, and uh, we'd grow it down here with no problem. It mm-hmm. it 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 had a variable uh, chilling mm-hmm. requirement, like you're talking about yeah. with uh, June Go. Okay, Florida King. Then well, I'll try to look and see if I can find one of those. Okay, 450 Thanks. hours. Thanks, James. Oh, you take care. Yeah. Thank you. All righty, that'll free up a line at 308-8867, 308-8867. You know what else they got here? What? Jujubes. Oh, wow. Do you know what a jujube is? Bill? I've heard you talk about them. <laughs> I'm, I, I may be one of, the, one of the few people that like jujubes and persimmons. Uh, uh, <laughs> the funny uh, thing on persimmons. What are they uh, somebody doing? somebody gave me some persimmons as a gift for as a Christmas gift I guess it was, and uh, of course that they bought it at HEB or somewhere, and they were in a package and they were uh, they were non-astringent so you could eat them then, but of course the the sweetest the persimmon gets is is when it turns really soft mushy, and so I had them out at my daughter's house and. Uh, when they turned soft, they threw them away. They said they were rotted. I said, quit it. That's when, 
I don't know if a persimmon ever can be classified as rotted. Who, you know, it's so sweet. Yeah, who was that? John Leip that used to freeze them when they were that mushy, yeah, yeah, that mushy, and then thaw them out, and he'd have one every morning. Yeah, and that's the way he dealt with the fact that they had to be mushy to taste good. Is you just let them get to that point uh-huh. and freeze them, and then just use them. I thaw them out as you need them, and they thaw it out real quick. Yes, yeah, uh, some 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 places they put a popsicle stick in them. Yeah, that's a good idea. And then freeze them, like, and they have like a little popsicle. Those things are higher, I mean, tremendously higher in vitamin A than any other fruit. Hmm. That's unusual that you you uh, a meat and potato person like you meat. Of course, uh, you do eat broccoli, you now. I I love love those persimmons. Hmm. Guess who, guess who gave me the first persimmon I ever ate? John. Malcolm Beck. Oh, really? <laughs> he said, now, Parson, you need to eat it. I said, no, it's rotted. <laughs> you know, it was soft. <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, and I grew up with the Americana persimmon, the mm. one in Tennessee. Yeah. The little, little nasty thing that, uh, uh, that that grows wild there, and uh, so uh, I, when I, when you say persimmon to me, that meant the Americana. I think Americana is a is a species name of that. But uh, Texana here. Really. Yeah, yeah. But uh, he was talking about the 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 Japan, Japanese or Chinese uh, uh, persimmon. But jujube is a is kind of a you got it's got to develop a taste for it, and also the tree is big. and And the problem with the tree is it has a it has a, makes a thicket makes a thicket, and it has sprouts, side uh-huh, sprouts. Yeah. And uh, I said, well, I'll beat that deal. That's an invasive plant. Yeah. I said, I'll beat that deal. I just grow them in a large container. So I, over at the greenhouse, we grew. Grew them in in uh, 20, 20, 30 gallon containers, and sure enough, they had so many sprouts around there. There was eventually, the water sprouts or whatever you want to call them, took over the tree. I mean, huh. you know, and and they got thorns on them. But um, it's a good wildlife. They're high in vitamin A too. Yeah, and it's good wildlife plant. Uh, so how did you eat them? Just fresh, or did you use? Them? I eat it fresh now. Yeah. Of course, the the way to really enjoy them is uh is uh put them in a a sugar uh make they taste like a date yeah they taste like you can a, use they them call, they, call, they, call, they call them Chinese dates you can use them almost for everything that you use a date for you oh absolutely jujube and they're not hard to grow either no the disease free insect free uh-huh. just hey, keep your Make sure your machete and your chainsaw work. Yeah, and uh, but when the tree gets bigger, that sucker got thorns all over it, so they're hard to harvest once the tree gets bigger. But the people that love them, uh, they don't there, care. There, there are certain ethnic groups that just go nuts over uh, jujubes. Hmm. Uh, uh, Doctor Doctor Wang, wait a minute now. Let's see. I always get his name wrong. 
That's really? no, that's not. Don't don't set him up for that. We've been free of this for. Out of the valley, the the orchid man, the guy that worked yeah. with the orchids down there, he would drive from from the Rio Grande Valley all the way up here to San Antonio to get jujubes. Huh? Because uh, they they really they really love the jujubes. So it's kind of kind of like uh, persimmons. Uh, either you. Love persimmons, or you don't don't like persimmons. Hey, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, toll free. It's eight six six three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. So we always talk about cold and how it affects plants. And y'all were talking about that all yesterday. How does, let's see, this started about 9 o'clock last night, I guess, mm-hmm. with Gusty. It's been 12 yeah. hours. It's now, uh, we'll add three more, four more. Yeah, it's now almost 16 to 18 hours of, uh, of blustery winds. Yeah. Well, that that doesn't help the uh, cyclamens either. They don't like that, that no. much wind. Well, the, some, the obvious thing that... Uh, my neighborhood, a lot of branches were down. Oh, yeah. Big oh, branches. Oh, yeah. And then uh, ball moss is down. And then the the ends of the... And what and what happens is uh, you, you talked about the length of the yeah. period of time that the winds... And as those winds uh, change the kind of the structure of the plant there, like the that changes the channels of the air, so you, you end up with... Uh, over the next few weeks, you might oh, end up really? with, with branches being bro- broken or yeah. falling out, and that's the we, you watch. We'll have uh, our, some of our listeners will be calling in and saying, "I haven't seen any. You know, the wind has been pretty light this last week, but there's still stuff falling out." Right. Yeah. So that that that's that continues. Point. But a lot of the uh, live even live oak, the end of live oak branches is breaking, yeah. and, and they'll continue. And uh, the ball moss, and then any. I don't any, guess it's going to kill that branches. ball moss, is it? What you, uh, what, no, what, what you could people go, do? Uh, glue it back on? No, or, you or could go you out there do? and do, use it for uh, crafts, arts and crafts, like the oh. rest in the. You get the. You get could your, burn it, you could start persi- a fire with yeah. it. Your pomegranates I've never and ever your. I've uh, to burn ball moss. Does burn, ball moss burn good? Have you ever thrown it in a. Throw it. I've thrown it in. I guess it will. Thrown it in campfires, but it's never been the major part of the fire, so yeah. I can't even remember. It wasn't there when the fire was over, uh, so well, it that's burned. For sure. All right, three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight. 8867. We're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call and tell us what's going on in your gardening world at 308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Lick. This is 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I'm going to give you some tips right now. Millburgers is a place to go for all your gardening needs. Maybe you're thinking that gardening really doesn't begin in San Antonio to the spring. Well, you're wrong. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find great selection of winter color, whether it's pansies or cyclamen or snaps. Or maybe there's something else that you find at Millburgers that will bring beautiful color to your yard. And right now at Millburgers, fresh shipments of trees are arriving each day. You'll 
You'll find great selections of shade trees, fruit trees, pecan trees, crepe myrtles, you name it. If it grows in this area and does well in South Texas, Millburgers carries the widest selection of different sizes of all kinds of trees. Now, here's one more tip. MillburgerNursery.com. Head on over to the website to find out everything that's going on at Millburgers, plus get some great advice on gardening in South Texas. That's MillburgerNursery.com, part of Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevard Road. You've heard about the amazing benefits of fish oil for heart health, memory, learning, and mood. However, it's important to know that not all fish oils are alike. A poor quality fish oil may contain contaminants and be rancid, leading to unpleasant aftertaste and burping. There's a brand you can rely on, just as medical doctors have for years. Nordic Natural Pure, award-winning and patent fruit-flavored omega-3 fish oil. All Nordic Natural fish oils meet strict European medical standards and are independently tested, documenting exceptional purity and freshness levels. You'll feel and taste Nordic Natural's difference. Nordic Natural Omega-3 fish oils come in a variety of natural fruit flavors, both in liquid and capsule form. Children enjoy the chewable strawberry capsules and will ask for more. And you can get these at Rhonda's Nature's Way, two locations. 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, Cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Do you ever look at your life and feel like you were made for something more? Jesus made a simple statement. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I came to give you abundant life, real life. I talk to a lot of people, and many seem to feel like they're settling for a whole lot less. Hi, I'm Sean Azaro, pastor of River City Community Church, and we are so convinced that we were made for something better. We call ourselves a church for real life. I'd like to invite you to join us for one of our weekend gatherings, which are an exciting and artistic blend of music, reflection, and practical insights, all designed to explore the life that God meant for us. River City is located a mile and a half outside of Loop 1604 on Lookout Road across from Otama Park. Service times are Saturday at 5 p.m. and Sunday at 9.30 and 11.15 a.m. River City is a church for real life, so our home on the web is reallife.org. To find out more, visit us online at reallife.org. God created you for something very special. Come find out more at River City Community Church. Jay Sekulow sees what the president is doing. He's expelling 35 known Russian KGB, in other words, intelligence officers from Washington, D.C. And Russia's response is they're having a party. They invited the United States diplomats to attend the party with their children. President Obama, who, by the way, is doing all of this to try to make it more difficult for Donald Trump because what President Obama's become is a sore loser. The Jay Sekulow Show, weeknights at 7, right after Larry Elder at 5 on 930 AM. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Garden, South Texas. 
On 9.30 a.m., The Answer. I'm Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. We're live at Millburgers Landscape Nursery. If you come by and visit us today, we're in the uh, two-story building. You can come by and say hello and ask your gardening question in person. It was a little too blustery today to uh, be outside, so uh, we're inside. So you don't have to listen to the wind. There you go, all day. So, Oh, that's good, yeah. We we like to be outside, but uh, yeah. the acoustics were. Yeah, you would you got the highway and the wind. It was just miserable. So anyway, so if you come by, that's where we are today, out on the uh, not on the porch, but in the building behind the porch, and or you can call us at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Now, Calvin mentioned ball moss a while ago, and um, that always brings to mind Spanish moss, lichens, and mistletoe. Uh, those three things that hang around in the trees. And they'll be on, a lot of that will be on the ground, too. Yeah, but you Yeah, yeah. mistletoe. I, I've seen the mistletoe. It's, it's, fall, it's breaking off all over. So should we run around and pick up the mistletoe so the pets won't eat it? If you're if you're conservative, uh, yeah, I would, I would on the mistletoe. Uh, you, you're laughing. But now, you know, Neil Spare says that that's a folk like the poinsettia. Really? But yeah, I, 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 I don't know how to test that. Or yeah, whatever. my uh, my veterinarian t- takes it pretty seriously on mistletoe. Oh, he thinks it's poisonous. Yeah, yeah. And I was trying to remember if that. I don't think he. Well, well the, the the one where he went through periods, he could tell when the. Uh, uh, sago palms were yeah. producing seed because he would get dogs that that were ill. Okay. And they, they, that was pretty easy. I, I don't think on mistletoe there was that he was able to uh, know exactly that you know there wasn't a rash of that kind of thing. This but, might be this might be a good research project for Dennis. Uh, my, yeah, Dennis, our crack researcher up in Austin, and the, uh, to the, see if uh, mistletoe. Leaves and well, any part of mistletoe is poisonous to pets. And it make it's a probably a really especially good research project because we know that the birds like it. Yeah, and the birds eat it without any issue. In fact, one of the the main way that it's reproduced and spreads is by being excreted. By birds. Yuck. Bird poop on horizontal branches. I thought, I thought they got the sticky seed on their feet and did it by Actually, they, 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 they do the that, branches. too. They do that, too. Oh. You're right. Uh, I've, I've seen that. Yeah. Oh. In fact, I've written it before. Uh-huh. Wow. Well, there you go. I've never, <laughs> so I've never seen it, but I've yeah, heard it. it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, getting back to the Balmos. Uh, I, I looked at the stats for last week. So, uh, 95 people last week came into PlantAnswers.com looking for information on on an article that was written on mistletoe, lichens, ball moss, and Spanish moss. Now, the reason I bring that uh, ball moss deal up is because uh, David Rodriguez uh, uh, sent some some got some information from the uh, A&M plant clinic that uh, we we have been recommending uh, COSIDE 101 for about 40 years and uh, for control of ball moss being applied uh, 
in I think February is when we was mm-hmm. our our date for applying for uh, ball moths, and that's what's in the article that's uh, that uh, 95 people read last week. Well, come to find out, it's no longer on the market. That's that's the trouble with having a. Internet stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, when it, cha- it changes so fast. Well, I think the good news is uh, we've we've stopped talking about, a long time ago. Stopped talking about 101 in new articles. Yeah. Now that 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 is the, our classic, but the new articles we just generally say copper hydroxide or coside. Period. Yeah. Now it's it's it reads down here. It says. Uh, the currently coside 101 fungicide registration has been canceled. In other words, the product is no longer made or sold by the manufacturer. Current coside product, the current coside product is manufactured by Certus under coside 3000 label. Hmm. Uh, ball moss is listed as... Makes it sound more potent. Oh, yeah. Uh, forget that 101 business. Yeah. Uh, we're we're going to use that 3,000 stuff, man. That'll that'll get the job done. Ball moss is listed as a target for this product on pecans and live oak only. Oh, is that it? <laughs> well, what about our crepe myrtles that yeah. have ball moss on them? And our telephone lines. <laughs> yeah. Like that. And our barbed wire fences. Barbed wire fences. <laughs> If so, choose choose to if you so choose to use this product, please refer to the label for proper rates and use. But you also uh, that's you, from the you also got some alter, alternative uh, products that yeah. you found out, didn't you? Uh, well, I asked Trace to go in and uh, and uh, see what was sold here. Uh, what be enter? You know, there are company commercial companies. That spray spray trees for ball moss, and of course they've used coside for years. I, I guess they knew about this uh, coside 3000 deal, but uh, it would be interesting to hear from them on what product they're using now for uh, ball moss. But uh, we uh, here at, at Millburgers they have Cupro. Uh, I spelled it C-U-P-R-O, 5,000. So that's a copper pro. Yeah. So C-U, you know, C-U is a symbol for copper, so that's right. pretty logical. 5,000. It does have ball moss on the label. Oh, that's good. And then then they have a product uh, called uh, that's easier to use, probably, but I don't think it, well, Trace and I didn't think it had ball moss on the label. It's a liquid copper. Hmm. It's already in, in solution. But, of course, we would not recommend anything that doesn't have Oh, no, 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 no. And uh, we have in the past, and in that article, I imagine, uh, recommended baking soda. And from what I hear. In the hill country, a lot of people in the hill country use baking soda. Yeah, and if you go to a. A feed store or a uh, chemical supply store in the hill country. Oh yeah, they all got uh, baking soda, baking soda in big for, barrels. Yeah, for use uh, for ball moss. And this this guy, he's a new guy. The, I do not have any scientific reports that demonstrate that baking soda, potassium or sodium bicarbonate, works to kill or reduce ball moss infestation. 
there are just anecdotal reports uh, regarding this phenomena. There, there is, and in capital letters, no scientific study that concern that confirms the effectiveness of baking soda. Now, what we have is is 30 years of people using it in the hill country uh, and baking soda. And uh, uh, I remember when when that first came, uh, when people first started recommending that. Gerald Johnson did some study. Uh, Dr. Gerald Johnson used to be the uh, head plant pathologist at uh, Texas A&M. I, I don't guess he did a paper on it, mainly because it wasn't labeled for ball moss and probably never would be baking soda. But uh, but it's re- labeled for biscuits. It's they, labeled for biscuits. Two, right. And it's been effective in that for throw, 200 years. Throw a biscuit up there. <laughs> <laughs> but... But anyway, uh, he did some studies, and he said it, it was effective. And all the people, a lot of people in the hill country uh, have used it, for, like I said, for years. Even co-side. So even the, the, yeah. That doesn't give you a, a immediate uh, uh-uh. positive feedback. Right. It takes a while for it. Now, what would happen if you sprayed co-side uh, last spring in February, this wind here, would probably clean most a lot of it, any of the that was killed would be taken out by the wind, but it'll hang on there a long time if there's no wind. Hey, and the, oh. this plant pathologist comes back and says, what's his name, Wesley? Uh, comes back to my my suggestion. Wesley's never been around a lot of ball moss in the trees. My suggestion, if possible, prune out branches with ball moss and focus on getting the plant healthy and vigorous. This is a long-term recovery process. For example, several crepe myrtles outside the clinic over at A&M on College Station was infested with ball moss in 2010. Through pruning annually and fertilization and care, these crepe myrtles have recovered and looks good, look good. This case took approximately three years before recovery was obvious. Refoliation through healthy new growth. So let's see, a crepe myrtle took three years. So a a hill country live oak. <laughs> Which grows on, a little on, bit slower. Yeah, on the two inches of soil. Uh. Oh, uh, 39 I, years uh, or 45 years. Or, <laughs> I don't think it'd work, gang. <laughs> so basically, thin the the heavy infestations out, and use the uh, un, unproven baking soda or the yeah. uh, uh, Coside uh, 3000. A type of pruning where I, I don't think Jerry and I advocate the pruning the branches that the the uh, ball moss is growing on, but you can you can get a lot of it off just by pruning the the, the plant material. Yeah, ball moss off. by knocking it off. Yeah. yeah, we need to go to Virginia before we go to the top of the hour. She's on the line at three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Virginia. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Uh, all right. Uh, I have several questions. They're real short, but uh, okay. I wanted to know red or purple onions. What varieties are sweet? If there is any. And what type of soil to plant it in? Because I have a garlic that rotted on me, and I have a raised bed. 
No, that's unusual. Well, mm-hmm. it's not if it if it stays too wet. But uh, okay. uh, the red the red onions we we have one, but but most red onions that are sold now, especially in Mirburgers, are sweet. Okay. Uh, uh, the 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 more pungent ones. What is that red thing called? Uh, red Creole. Red Creole. Red Creole. Uh, that that's a little bit more pungent, but if you if you get see all all onions, uh, I don't say all, but most onions come in in white white color, mm-hmm. and uh, yellow color and red color, mm-hmm. or pink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, any of the uh, hamburger onions that you get the the transplants right. now, they'll all be mild. In fact, we. Uh, we had to look far and wide to get one that was a little more pungent. Oh well, yeah, yeah. I never so heard of pink go. onions before. The in between hot and sweet, or yeah, the pink, uh, pink onion, and A and M almost released a pink ten fifteen Y. Oh. I, I never, I never had thought of it until just then that uh, that's that's the same situation with blue bonnets. Oh. Uh, is that in the wild, in in the native population, you have a have a white and a a blue, which would be a, a yellow and a and a pink. Mm-hmm. But the pink is a pretty thing, but uh, it it never has gained market popularity. Mm-hmm. Your on your soil, have you have you incorporated some organic material in there lately? Yeah, I don't know if I should add more perlite to it, maybe to loosen it up a little more or what. Uh, I had some one bed that the soil is real cakey. Everything looks real good, you know, like uh, a brownie. You know, everything looks good in there. But the one, it was kind of loose and all that stuff. Maybe it did hold too much water. I don't know. I had them covered and everything so they won't freeze. And it No, just, the garlic won't freeze. But, yeah. No, uh-huh. But it... it it's like two bulbs next to each other. One just rotted. The other one is okay yet, but uh, I don't know what that is. I never seen garlic no. rot. Well, it, it, it rots a lot, especially, especially when it makes it it makes its bulb. Once uh, yeah, and these last two years we've had pretty high rainfall levels. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, but but generally, compost incorporate compost two inches, three inches into that that bed and that that. Uh, is a is a pretty good environment for onions and for hey, garlic. Virginia, we we got to go to the news, so don't go anywhere. Just just hang on, enjoy the news, stop it, and uh, we'll come back and answer your questions right after this. All right, you're listening to Milberger's Gardening South Texas. Don't put up with Jerry, and uh, we will be back in a moment. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. More in a moment on the answer. We're back with Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Milberger's Gardening, South Texas. Our phone number, 308-8867, and I want to get right back to Virginia because she's waited so long. Hey, Virginia. Okay, welcome Uh back to the show. You had some other, did we answer your question on that one? Well, I, I'm just trying to find out what's all. I hate to buy a bunch of onion plants if it's still time to plant them, and then they they rot. I don't want to rot some more plants. And, no, I don't. Uh, I, I wouldn't worry about that. 
Yeah, I don't okay. think they're going to rot. The How deep do you plant them in a raised bed, or is that different from planting them like straight in a garden? No, you you plant them about knuckle deep. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, about knuckle deep. Okay. Uh, well, we're we're having a discussion now uh, about you know, and uh, we, we probably need some of you to do some experiments with that. Is uh, can you can you plant an onion too deep? Oh. You know, other than being ridiculous and covering it below, but. Uh, uh-huh. It is my opinion that you cannot plant an onion too deep. Okay. That it won't bub on top. And uh, I have, and I'm not real fussy on mine planting. I make a little trench and yeah. lay them down and just push the soil. So a lot of mine get planted pretty shallow. And uh, the germination, I mean, the success rate is pretty high. Yeah. They don't, not, most of them live. Okay, you do the same thing for garlic, uh, knuckle deep. Right, right. Okay. Garlic is similar. Okay. But you're planting, you're planting cloves with garlic. Right, uh-huh. Okay. okay. Chives, are chives going to freeze? Ch- chives, I, I don't think I plant them in a row. I think yeah. I no, no, no. I'm, I bought a pot of chives, and I covered them. And I'm trying to find out if that's the right thing to do. They're not really thriving, you know, and I'm wondering if they freeze, if I just leave them uncovered, you know, when it gets cold. They they shouldn't freeze. No, I, I don't think they'll freeze they, they, unless they're very young and tender. Now, they, they'll decline when it's hot. Uh, oh, they will. So, I yeah, don't know. Sometimes, that. Some, sometimes they'll di- almost di- well, they'll disappear, and then they'll reappear the minute. Oh, okay. Okay, well, that's all I need. Thank you very much. Okay, thank Thanks you, Charlie. Good luck to you. Good question, Virginia. Thanks. Remember, fertilize the... Fertilize the heck out of them. That's the key, because I, when I got back, you know, uh, the free, there was no freeze damage on the onions. Yeah. But uh, really, there wasn't much, didn't New seem like growth. much growth either. Yeah. yeah. They're expanding, expanding their root system. So. So they're, so they're being all right. I planted my uh, potatoes, and so I, I made a point of, of re-fertilizing the onions, too, at the same point. Now, I don't remember. I haven't been real fussy about uh, fertilizing potatoes in the past. Generally, one time at uh, planting, and then and uh, that's all. Um, so they're, I don't think they're in the same league in terms of fertilization. Oh no, not not as onions. Yeah. But however, Doctor, uh, the old the old time old timers used to say. If you, if you grew a big plant, you wouldn't have a lot of potatoes. Uh, you know, they they could drive by a field and say, "Well, I got the plants are too big. I'm not going to have any good potatoes." Now, Doctor Doctor Roland Roberts, who since passed away, uh, was our vegetable specialist up in Lubbock, mm-hmm. and uh, he he did a lot of studies. The fertility of potatoes. Uh, basically, he was saying that the growers up there were using too much fertilizer. In other words, they could, especially phosphorus. Mm-hmm. That's what he was mainly looking at: uh, how they could save money uh, on phosphorus. They read, they read about phosphorus right. contributing to root growth. Right, right, and and productivity. And so uh, he he did he did a lifetime worth of work on on potatoes up there. So they do 
commercially speaking, they do fertilize uh, potatoes, but not nearly like like they do onions. I was trying to remember in Minnesota where they grow a lot of potatoes in the Northwest, and some of, some of the mucky soils that you yeah. have, uh, not very fertile soils. But I don't remember a fertilization program. There must have been one, but I. Oh yeah. Well, the thing about Minnesota and everything, I, I imagine they put their fertilizer down in the in the uh, maybe in the fall or, or sometime in the winter mm-hmm. because it won't leach out up yeah, there. That's true. The soils are so cold, so they probably don't don't do a lot of side dressing up there. Oh, but it when I compare digging my trenches in 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 our uh, central Texas soil yeah. compared to the way. Up there, where you could, you stuck your push your foot on your shovel, your spade, and it went all the way down, and you know we were um, quite, a, quite much easier to grow those oh, kind yeah. of, those kind of crops in a in a soil that's easy to dig. And the temperatures are cooler in yeah. the spring for a longer period of time. Yeah, it's perfect uh, potato growing. Uh, uh, but you did need to get them out of you did need to get them out of the ground when they were ready. Yeah, because they they yeah the the soil would stay moist and brought them out. Brought them out, and then they went through uh, the storage and uh, uh, what do they call that? Where your preparation, they would uh, store them in, in a manner that they could almost indefinitely be available. Whereas here we want to use them. We're going to use them pretty quick as new potatoes. It's hard hard to get them into a, uh, a dormant situation where where they'll last a long time in storage. But, boy, they're good as new potatoes, and now's the time to plant them. So along with your onions. Onions still, we got still good, a good selection here? I can't see them. I, I meant to ask Trace about mm-hmm. that. I don't know whether we're so loud or, or what, but they can have them overnight. Trace, so, uh, call, come by and visit us. <laughs> but uh, she mentioned, uh, she mentioned, uh, did we still have time to plant onions? And I want you to go back in some of your old columns, Calvin, that you got many of, and look at when the the most highly recommended, uh, t- most often recommended time February to plant 1. onions. February, February, yeah, uh, first week. Well, we of we've gotten off on that planting in November and <laughs> September. <laughs> I mean October and November, so we're we're uh, pushing pushing the envelope a little bit. And now, so, so actually, the old time way, and I'm, I'm and we got at, a real winter this winter yeah, too. So, yeah. and I'm looking at Neil Sperry's. Uh, uh, weekly newsletter and he says time to plant onion slips asparagus and uh, English peas immediately in South Texas that's here and in the next week or two in North Texas Mm -hmm. so uh, uh, back we used to talk about of course the the reason we got off on we can have onions so early and if we didn't have a hard winter, uh, extremely hard winter, then uh, uh, we would have a bigger onion. So that's why we got got to plan around with you early planting. Uh, you what what 
considered for the rest of the state is early planting. You mentioned English peas, and that was uh, they t- they were producing when I left on my trip, and they they pretty much got flattened by the cold weather. And what did get flattened by the cold weather were sweet peas, and that that's such a shame. Yeah. All the sweet peas got uh, frozen. Oh yeah, frozen trace her so, But you can, uh, as <laughs> as Neil's article mentioned, uh, you can plant sweet peas and English peas right now, real, and they'll. They'll come up pretty quick. You should be able to get a crop off. So do I not see onions out there? They're right by the entrance. Good. Oh, see, okay. I told you. I, would... I wanted everybody to see them, but apparently uh, <laughs> I skipped you. Well, I, I don't go by that. Well, they don't let us. You don't let us use the main entrance. We have to get, come in the back door. I saw you go get coffee this morning. You could have gone out yeah. and when you wanted. I, I was looking where they used to be. Well, as, as lean as some of the cold weather stuff is and as timely as onions are, I put it right by the front door. Okay, good deal. So we got, uh, let's see, you used to say we had nine varieties. Do we have that many? Pretty sure. Pretty sure that many. Do you remember what the, the mild uh, red onion was? We got red creole, and what's the other, what was the other one? Do you remember? They used to be a red Grand X. Yeah, it's not Grand X. And, used and you to be call, a, we used to call it hamburger on just spray burgundy. We used to call the hamburger on your yeah. burgundy red. Yeah, that, okay, that burgundy cool. red. I'll have to. I'll go look for you. Yeah, there's some. It's a different well, variety uh, now. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't remember which one. I'll go find a name for you. Though. Okay. But the good news is that all of those varieties work. Yeah, they're, they're all short easy day, to grow. Short day varieties. But oh. as Jerry emphasized, fertilizer is key. Uh, raised beds, especially, you got, or, or we we talk a lot about them. Uh, J- Jerry and Milton, for sure, when I was gone, talked about them in containers. We did, we and, did, actually. and uh, you got you got to have you got to have fertilizer uh, to get some production. <laughs> and we we've, uh, we've got a write up on on uh, t- topics of the month on plantanswers.com. We've got the. Texas onion history that Calvin was talking about a lot, and then uh, transplant onions now basically gives a gives a link to Dixondale Farms for the for our listeners that uh, can't come by Millburgers they can order them straight through the mail. Uh, not not as cheap as you can get them at Millburgers, but if if that's the only way you can get them, uh, that's that's the way to do it. And then we've got the the entire write up on uh, onions and containers, on topics of the month. And that is the uh, when you you know get yourself a cup of coffee. There you go. Settle in. But if you'd rather have a shorter version of that, I think next Saturday is my oh is onion, right? onion and lettuce and containers. Done that. Oh, maybe maybe I had, but I I know I had sent it in on uh, one of the articles while I was gone. So where are you doing that? Huh? Where are you doing it? Express in, News. Oh, oh, it's an article. Okay. An article in the paper. Hey, how are we set for Victoria Red grapes? Uh, f- 13 or 14 out there, it looks like. Okay, so we need to tell people about them again because this is a great... And we've got that right up on uh, plantanswers.com on the topics of the month. First, which, first listing. Which one? Victoria Red grape. Is it a good grape? No. Oh, man. It's well. a great grape. Oh, nice. job, <laughs> great. Great grape. <laughs> um, yeah, so tell them what uh, what Victoria Red is. It's the plant of the weekend, weekend, weekend. Yes, and it's a uh, it's a 2017 Texas Superstar. So it's been tested all over. Uh, 
produces well here, and it's Pierce's disease resistance. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are actually quite big plants, uh, bigger than we would normally yeah. stock, and they are twenty four ninety nine. And you generally, with grapes, don't have to worry about whether they're big or not, but because I never, I don't think there's any other plant that can put. 30 foot of growth on no, one yeah, year. Yeah. But, uh, They're a vigorous grower. And that, the, the, you know, we used to use grapes a lot more uh, for um, trellis plants, for decorative kind of plants, mm-hmm. too. Uh, and this this one might be a, a, a good addition oh, to that. Oh, yeah, it would be. Tasty, yeah. and it's, a tra- as, as we talked about yesterday, very attractive. It's yeah, a, we got it's pictures. A beautiful looking picture. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. pictures on Plant Ash. Uh, it's a seeded grape with both large berries and clusters that are attractive and quite long with bright red skin color. The average cluster, average cluster weight at one, one vineyard near Victoria exceeded one pound. Was, uh, that was the average. In other words, most of them were a pound or more. So, uh, it, yes, it's a good you think, uh, it's the first time it's been on the market. You think um, this should be a we t- should test it by letting Milton try to grow it? Silence. <laughs> Just silence. <laughs> I don't know if I, I have that much confidence. Ne- next topic, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if I have that much confidence, Kevin. <laughs> and there's a limited number of plants. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I can hear them. I can hear them. There are some places I, I hear they're, they're out there screaming. I don't no, know. <laughs> anybody, anybody but Milton. Please call. <laughs> Take me home. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if if you have a play. Do you do you have a chain link fence or in full sun? Not in full sun. Well, that's that's not good. Well, you I've got an arbor I can sell him. Okay, and I have a old uh, uh, clothesline. Uh, the stand. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> I was going to put it on. The, it won't climb up the clothesline. Well, you train it up the clothesline. I, but it I saw an interesting one the... done not very long ago, and it was on an old swing set. They took off all the uh, all the little swings and yeah. the little seesaws and yeah. stuff, and, and had so it'll climb up metal. Well, no, it won't climb. It needed no. help. You you have to. Oh, okay. Train it up. How do you train it? It just grows. You tie, tie the branches. Tie yeah. the. Oh, okay. The well, and it grows in all directions so vigorously that you kind of pick and choose which ones you cut off, and you know it just it doesn't technically no latch on to things, but in practical terms. Oh, okay. It, it does. I mean, it's. I could try it with the with a clothesline thing. All right. Well, we'll see. How long? Is it, how long is the clothesline? How tall is it? Well, yeah, how long is it? Well, the, there's no clothesline. It's just the metal pole that oh. supported it. Oh, that you have work. two of them? Well, we have one that's across the... Across. Uh, okay, I could try that. That would be great. That'd be cool. Okay, that's what yeah, I'm going to do. That may mean Milton never gets any dry clothes after this. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Well, no, it's not well, useful. if it didn't have a line across it, he wasn't getting it's anywhere not with it anyway. Oh, okay, I'll think of it. You can spur prune it. Th- I think this grape is vigorous enough that you can spur prune it. Uh, rather than prune it to where it has arms, most of most trellises have four arms, uh, vines that uh, go out uh, from a center. <laughs> Calvin, <laughs> Calvin is. So I'm gonna take a picture of Calvin. We can post it on Plant Answer so you can see what he's doing. But, uh, <laughs> but there, there's a pruning technique called spur pruning, where uh, that you can uh, actually, and that, that's the way most. 
uh, grape, so, uh, more wine grapes are grown. Vineyards. Spur printing. And um, lots of information on grapes on plantanswers.com. Yeah, I, th- I think I think we may even have some drawings of uh, of grape pruning. Have we got? Have we got? Uh, I think there's accounts on plantanswers.com about the the development of grape varieties yeah. in Texas, and then the recent issues with Pierce's disease and everything. Right. So right. it's really a a pretty fascinating topic. We, we well, did get in some uh, Blanc de Bois as what? well, so that one's. Uh, resistant to the disease as well. Blanche du Bois? Blanc, Blanc du Bois. Okay. The, uh, it is interesting, the ancestors of this grape was Black Spanish or Lenore, which has been around here for mm-hmm. 100, year, 100, 100 years, and Herbamont, uh, as well as uh, some native uh, Texas species. So they've included... They've included uh, a lot of our already adapted or, or proven adapted grapes into the genetics of this uh, Victoria Red. So that's one of the one of the benefits of it. It said uh, the most it 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 has the most significant Victoria characteristic of Victoria Red is it sustained health and vigor and productivity in the coastal area, uh, which, which is uh, an area that's uh, extremely high in uh, PD or Pierce's disease uh, pressure. So it's, it's a good grape. Uh, well, if, you, if you want to try a grape or for an arbor or, or something like that, but I, I keep saying it's not a, it's, it has all the problems that regular grapes have. And have had here for a hundred years, is that uh, birds will get it, coons will get it, uh, you know, because they they like the grape too. Yeah. If it was so nasty that the birds and the coons wouldn't get it, you wouldn't like. It. You would probably wouldn't. Well, and, the, and it does have insect pressures too, so you just and disease. Yeah, leaf hoppers. And Some such. disease yeah. pressure. Especially during rainy seasons. Well, here's the scoop. Millburgers right now is the only place you can find it. And you can get one by coming today. You can come tomorrow, but they may not be here. There's just about 14 right now. Or you can pick up your phone and call 497-3760, and say that you're interested in getting one. They're $24.99, and they'll put it aside for you, and then you just come pick it up in the next couple of days. That's 497-3760, and again, it's the... Uh, Victoria Grape. Red. Victoria Red Grape. All right. Our number, 308-8867, 308-8867, and toll-free, it's 866-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up, live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 on Bull Road, right here on 930 AM, The Answer.
Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I'm going to give you some tips right now. Millburgers is a place to go for all your gardening needs. Maybe you're thinking that gardening really doesn't begin in San Antonio to the spring. Well, you're wrong. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find great selection of winter color, whether it's pansies or cyclamen or snapdragon, or maybe there's something else that you find at Millburgers that'll bring beautiful color to your yard. And right now at Millburgers, fresh shipments of trees are arriving each day. You'll find great selections of shade trees, fruit trees, pecan trees, crepe myrtles, you name it. If it grows in this area and does well in South Texas, Millburgers carries the widest selection of different sizes of all kinds of trees. Now, here's one more tip. MillburgerNursery.com. Head on over to the website to find out everything that's going on at Millburgers, plus get some great advice on gardening in South Texas. That's MillburgerNursery.com, part of Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dale Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. This year, come and experience for yourself the only place God called my land. Experience Israel this November 1st through the 10th. And coming up on January 24th, you can learn all about this trip of a lifetime. Join us for a free information session with the tour director at Rosario's on San Pedro. This is your chance to ask questions, see photos, and hear testimonials. Find out more and reserve your space now at 930amtheanswer.com. Have you racked up more than $10,000 in credit card debt? Are you barely getting by making minimum payments? You should know. The credit card companies are tricking you into thinking there's no way out. Credit card companies would rather you didn't know that there are ways you can become debt-free and you don't have to pay the entire amount you owe. There are debt relief programs that help people like you escape overwhelming credit card debt. National Debt Relief has helped tens of thousands of people just like you reduce more than $500 million of debt. National Debt Relief has helped so many people. They're A-plus rated by the Better Business Bureau. You don't have to declare bankruptcy or take out a consolidation loan. You have the right to settle your debt for a mere fraction of what you owe. Reduce a portion of your debt now. Call National Debt Relief at 800-518-4020. 800-518-4020. That's 800-518-4020. White Singer Lawford, Peace New Planning. Have you made your New Year's resolutions yet? As you contemplate joining a gym or reorganizing your closet, don't overlook the year's most important resolution, making or updating your estate plan. Let us remove the worry in the back of your mind. I'm Charlie Weisinger, board-certified estate planning attorney with Weisinger Law Firm. We help families achieve peace through planning. At Weisinger Law Firm, we understand that most people do not like talking about death and planning for what happens when they're gone. So we do everything we can to help the process go smoothly. Just call 210-308-0800 and we'll help you get a will or trust in place. We're located just north of San Antonio in Selma, Texas. So call me, Charlie Weisinger, at 210-308-0800. That's 210-308-0800 or weisingerlawfirm.com. That's W-E-I-S-I-N-G-E-R lawfirm.com. Weisinger Law Firm, peace to 
And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Give us a call and be a part of the show at 308-8867. Let's uh, find out what's going on in your gardening world at 308-8867. You know another thing that. Uh, well, did you want to announce the, the oh, onion uh, name? Yes. Uh, just to, just so everybody knows, it's Southern Bell Red. So we got the answer during the break. Yeah. So that's the red. The, that's the red variety. That's, the, that's, mild. that's the milder red, and you got yeah. the red Creole, which is. Uh, Potent. Well, semi-potent. Yeah, yeah. Oniony onion. For you, for for <laughs> for us sissies that have gotten used to oh, you mild going? onions. Uh, I'm I'm one. I mean, I, uh. love, I love the ten fifteen and the mild onions. Uh, well, there's some there's some uh, Texas legend out there, which is uh, the improvement upon the ten fifteen. Yeah, that's a nice. That, that's a good onion. It seems like it matures a little faster, but yeah. some of us are looking for an onion that fights back. Really? <laughs> yeah. I noticed Me that. that guy. I, that's why we have you sit way yeah. over there. I don't the, care. Uh, <laughs> uh, the birds, with this uh, all this cold weather, um, if you've been feeding birds, oh yeah, yeah, you should be. You know, when we were interviewed, Bill, Bill Schumann, yeah, he was uh, it was uh, weeks ago. He was. Moaning and groaning about the mild weather and you know tough to see a lot of variety when uh, when it's uh, that mild. But uh, since then, there's been what two really severe cold spells. Yeah, he said he, we talked to him again. The birds are out. Yeah, yeah. They're... So even if you haven't been feeding them, uh, that, that be, might be kind of fun to get the get the bird feeder out or get the seed in there. Have you guys? They're killing your feeders? They're, no, but no, they're yeah. they're hitting my pyracantha though. Oh, are they? Yeah, oh, that's funny. I saw I saw them fooling around with my nandinas the other day, dude. Really? Which which birds? Mockingbird. Mockingbird. Yeah. I don't, know, I didn't I don't know one bird from another. So cedar waxwing. I didn't see any waxwing. Yeah, they'll they'll come in and they'll take every one of your pyracantha in a day. They, and they spend a lot of time on ligustrum because they're so loaded with berries. Yeah. But, but uh, try the suet feed, and you'll get the orange crown warblers will come, the kinglets, of course, woodpeckers, starlings, all the insect eaters that you normally don't get at a at a feeder will come for that suet. Um, and so that's that's kind of fun. It's a little easier to deal with the, than the seed too because you put it in a container and it lasts may last a week. Whereas a seed, you probably get a refill every two or three days. Yeah. Hey, and you can, uh, and I'll tell you something else. We talked to Bill last week, but uh, you can uh, get some of the stuff from Wild Birds Unlimited. There are three locations in San Antonio, by the way. There's a Northwest Military and Hebner Road. That's where you'll find Bill. There's the uh, Braun Road and 1604, which is where you'll find Kim. And Denise is located on Wild Birds Unlimited on 3009, just about a mile east of I-35 on 3009. And uh, Bill was uh, talking to us uh, and spent some time talking about uh, Purple Martins. And uh, it really was very clear. You know, we talk about uh, Wild Birds Unlimited being problem solvers. Uh, it really was very clear that that's what they were doing because he was talking about how to prepare your houses and how to... Uh, uh, what you could do, how they could fix, um, 
you know, the doors if you had for some of the other birds, because you had an article, I think we were referring to the article you had last week about birds uh, and some of the varieties, and uh, there are things that you could do to the opening of the house. And, uh, and he told us that there are no scouts, that scouts are a misnomer for the early, just the early purple martins. And the stronger ones. Yeah, they're the stronger ones that come a little early. Uh-oh. <laughs> He says the, he said, he the said, old idea of where the scouts come first, find the places, and then go back and get the Yeah, others. go tell their buddies. Like in the Doesn't West, the old, old Westerns is not what it happens. That may be one of those. Uh, uh, that's a, yeah, that's another one of those areas that uh, 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 kind of interesting to to research. But he's right. I don't see them going. and and But but what the scouts indicate are that the populations are moving on the right way. oh yeah, yeah. Oh, they're on the way so, so there are more scouts for us but i've i've always found that it's not practical you, you'll have sometimes the scouts move through in february and i it's not practical to uh, to try to be you know to get your houses open unless you like to take out starling and uh, english sparrows for, yeah i always kind of wait a little longer and uh, this last year was was spectacular. Well, he was saying so you're not an equal opportunity landlord. Yeah. Huh? No, I'm a I'm a savage when it comes to. <laughs> well, yeah, it was interesting. He said, really, there are three different, um, I guess, migrations that come through. There is the scouts that are first, then the birds that were here last year, and then the young come back. And I didn't know this. He said, the young don't go to the uh, their old. Uh, home he said the males will kick them out of the house if they come back to uh, to share a house Tough love. yeah to share a house that they were born in but if you put up a home but they they kind of are inclined to come that way so if you put up another house to where you have like a whole apartment complex um, next to it that uh, they'll they can stay there which another, was interesting. Uh, another thing I found is that uh, they used to emphasize that you really need all this open space yeah and you know, in my neighborhood, the the landscapes are getting tighter and tighter, and the trees, yeah. are, and uh, we're getting more and more uh, martins. So it, you know, you can you just pl- kind of look at look at the space, and uh, and you move your houses. I've got uh, four houses up now that I use, and they uh, we never had as many martins. Oh, as that's last cool. Year. Well, and makes b- makes sense. Older established neighborhoods are going to have trees, more trees, yeah. need more insects, more insects. Yeah. yeah, that's a good point. And you you know they'll they'll use uh, they'll fly in the roadways as a right away, and uh, you want some the more open area you have, it's fun to watch them there, and they I swoop forget. down. He said he, he needed to have some shrubs or something there close because when the young come out of the box. They they fall down. They go down to the ground. So there's a period of time if you got them in a wide open space, that predators can, can oh. get the young. Yeah, they have a t- a few may go direct, but uh, y- you'll notice when they are that they kind of glide into. They can be quite far from the house. Oh, okay, okay. The and most thing. most of them make a clean transition, but there's always a few. I'm not sure you can do anything for those that yeah. don't. Don't go as predicted, you know. And go yeah, I think he was a little more uh, generous than normal on how, what a distance you had to have for the Purple Martin House in terms of open space. So it sounds like what you're saying. And he said, you just want to, how high do you want to have it? He said, 
cat height. Uh, so um, just have it high enough that a cat's not going to... Are there always oh, snakes, too? Yeah. Uh, he said snakes were a big problem with uh, Martins. They sell snake baffles and stuff. Mm. So it's really fascinating. And you can buy screech owl boxes. Did you know that? <laughs> what kind of boxes? Screech owl. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh no. I, I, I've never used screech owl, but barn owl. So you have a barn owl house? I do. At your house? Yeah, I've never had a barn owl go in there. But, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's huge, too. And, uh, the English sparrows love it. I mean, they build this all over. So, and uh, anyway. Screech owl would be fun. Yeah, well, Jerry has a screech owl. Yeah. Did you? You remember before you left, we yeah. were talking about owls in the backyard. Uh-huh. You said you had one that came in? Oh, yeah, I had uh, barred owls and great horned owls. Yeah. I haven't seen ever seen a screech owl in the neighborhood. I, 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 I didn't Tiny. go out looking. Was it little? That's what he said, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen it. I just heard it. Uh-huh. Oh, uh, not there. Is it loud? Distinctive. Yeah, Distinctive? Only, only when they have a hootenanny. Right <laughs> um, well, anyway, if you uh, are interested in bringing nature to your yard and are interested in some of the topics that we've talked about, visit one of the Wild Birds Unlimited uh, here in San Antonio. That's uh, Hebner and Northwest Military. Uh, 1604 and Braun Road and 3009, FM 3009, just east of I-35, and you'll find Wild Birds Unlimited. And Bill said they got a, a wonderful book that they get all that yeah, information. got all that information. It's in. by Stokes or something. Yeah, lots of good books. Can we be fortressly? Oh, uh, sure. You, I know, I know you got a great selection of uh, shade trees, and this is a great time to plant them. Is it? Can you still get take advantage of the CPS uh, planting? I believe it's till April. Oh, cool. So what that is, if you uh, need a shade tree, uh, CPS will get, will uh, subsidize your purchase. Fifty to fifty bucks a tree. Fifty dollars up to I think five trees. Five trees. Uh, um, they do have to be off of a specific list. Yeah, but the list, list the list covers That's everything good, we trees. It covers everything we recommend plus things that an aqua. There's is. Yeah, there's a few on there hard to find, but I do have an aqua just so yeah. Uh, if anybody wants one. Now anybody, yeah, anybody. I bought an aqua from uh, Millburgers uh, 20 years ago, and uh, I'm sure it'll be producing some shade in them. Another twenty years. Or no, so. oh, okay. Now it's a it's a wonderful native plant. It just doesn't grow real fast. Thick, evergreen, produces uh, berries that the birds love, and it's a great nesting site. But it surprised me a little bit to see it on the on the list of uh, fast shade because you know all our traditional the Texas red oak and live oaks and cedar elms, uh, Spanish the uh, Mexican. Uh, Sycamore, mm-hmm. all those that grow fast and produce a lot of shade are on that list too. So it's a flexible list, and they where they specify south side, west side, because they they're, they're justifying pretty, the pretty subs. Sure, where but the east side. Yeah. But, oh. uh, but yeah, there's a specific diagram that you do have to make sure you're planting within. But it's easy to easy to fulfill so yes very take advantage of miller's got all that information here I do, and it's a i believe it's a five gallon or larger so some of these some of those trees we're actually having five gallon cans so not only do you get a 50 dollar rebate but you may not even spend 50 dollars in planting a five gallon tree so you get a five gallon tree i think some of them are 30 39.99 is probably about average for a five gallon tree 
You buy a bag of landscape mix and a, a, a quarter root stimulator, and you've actually still made money. And we, I mentioned that the Inaqua is not a fast grower, but uh, most of these shade trees we, we recommend and that are available are fast growers. So you get a five-gallon uh, tree, and then, you know, maybe 10 feet tall or 8 feet tall. But that, uh, you know, Cedar Realm or uh, Texas Red Oak or the uh, Sycamore we mentioned, I mean, they might put three feet of three feet a year of growth on. So yeah, it, uh, it's always amazing how how quickly they'll uh, do the job, and you'll have the shade that you're after. Hey, uh, so I have one more bird question. For since we were talking about owls, so before uh, it, it started raining, I went out and uh, was in the yard and listening outside, letting the dog kind of do what dogs do, uh, so they don't do it in the house. And um, and we, I heard what sounded kind of well, I, it didn't exactly sound like a dove, you know, because doves have that ooh, cool, very distinctive, but it was still kind of ooh, ooh. It was a it was a sick dove. <laughs> Do you have a Chihuahua? That's all uh, I know. No. Okay. Should, should I not have a Chihuahua? If I... Not if you're hearing that noise. Oh, uh, is that another owl? Is that uh, what is that? That sounds like an owl. Yeah, I was wondering if we had owls in our trees. Chihuahuas are small enough to where they could. Uh, yeah. They could be carried off. No, we have a 50-pound dog. All right, well, that'd be hard to carry. Yeah, off. even for a big owl. But is that? Do you think that's what it was, or was it doves? Uh, Do doves go at night? Do doves go at night? Uh, generally, not. But dusk and in the morning, they would be. But this was this was like at 10 o'clock at night. The owls will also be relatively active when it's overcast, like it's. Oh well, it was overcast because of the rain. But you know what Trace is talking about? uh, Great horned owls. One of their main food sources are skunks. Oh. And skunks don't weigh a lot. They're only what six, five or six pounds, but. They uh, always makes me nervous with my Westies. They're 20 pounds, but if a, if a uh, great horn hall decided that he was going to make a target of it, they do a lot of damage, even if they can't carry it away. Yeah, when they sink those talons. long talons in there. So that the Chihuahua might be, you know, that Chihuahua uh, not not even a not even a uh, appetizer. York, yeah, appetizer. Yorkies. Cats, cats have been uh, taken up too. So, mm. but so we got a meow. We didn't hear that, fortunately. Oh. <laughs> that's just that's just wrong. <laughs> all right, so all we heard was kind of. <laughs> yeah, that's an owl. <laughs> so all right, well that's cool, quite kind of, except for the skunks, possums. They take a possum. Uh, Nobody wants a poor. Well, possum. I'm sure they'll take young for sure. Okay. But not a probably not a full grown. All right. Well, I have a, a Mexican sycamore about five or six houses down from me, so it's the tallest tree in the neighborhood. And there's almost a almost every night there's an owl in that tree. Oh, is that right? So with all this wind, did all the leaves come to your house, or the leaves are already? Oh, done? the leaves have already okay. come and gone. Now I'm just waiting for the live oaks up the up the street to make oh. their attempt at my my friend. Oh, okay. All the leaves come down the street for. Is it, you're in a cul-de-sac, yeah. aren't you? No, but I'm I'm right at the bend of the street. Oh, so, okay. Uh, the leaves really—they're going to follow a 
wind pattern, they're going to go straight into my front yard. Hey, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at 308-8867, 308-8867. If you want me to do another owl impression, you call us, 308-8867. More of Milberger's Gardening, South Texas, coming up right after this on 930 AM, The Answer. Hey, it's Milton Glick for Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I'm going to give you some tips right now. Millburgers is a place to go for all your gardening needs. Maybe you're thinking that gardening really doesn't begin in San Antonio to the spring. Well, you're wrong. Right now at Millburgers, you'll find great selection of winter color, whether it's pansies or cyclamen or snapdragon, or maybe there's something else that you find at Millburgers that'll bring beautiful color to your yard. And right now at Millburgers, fresh shipments of trees are arriving each day. You'll find great selections of shade trees, fruit trees, pecan trees, crepe myrtles, you name it. If it grows in this area and does well in South Texas, Millburgers carries the widest selection of different sizes of all kinds of trees. Now, here's one more tip. MillburgerNursery.com. Head on over to the website to find out everything that's going on at Millburgers, plus get some great advice on gardening in South Texas. That's MillburgerNursery.com, part of Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. When the weather outside is frightful, the birds are more delightful. With colder temperatures, birds are active at the feeders. If you want to enjoy the beauty and the thrill of watching nature in your own backyard, Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Shops in San Antonio can show you how. There is nothing quite like the enjoyment you get from watching finches at the feeder or purple martins teaching their young to fly. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores can help you create the perfect backyard nature sanctuary. Whether you're a novice or an expert, one that attracts a certain bird or that keeps squirrels away, or even one where you can sit back and watch the playful squirrels at the feeder. Wild Birds Unlimited also has unique items for the nature enthusiast. You'll find binoculars, wind chimes, tilly hats, carved canes, art for the home, and more. Wild Birds Unlimited Nature Stores with three San Antonio insurance locations like Northwest Military at Hebner Road or call 479-BIRD. That's 479-BIRD. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic get it. When they started Climate Magic in 1985, it was a partnership they knew would succeed with San Antonio families if they stuck to the basics when it came to servicing air conditioners and heaters. Climate Magic will always super serve you. They know if they take care of you, you'll take care of them with repeat business and good referrals. That's what's kept them in business for over 30 years. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic share the values of our great city. Dave is from San Antonio, and Gary stayed here after serving our country in the military. Both Gary and Dave have degrees in air conditioning and heating. They stay up to date on the latest changes, and they pass on that education to their seasoned pros and on to you, as Climate Magic has always had the heart of a teacher. Here's the deal. Climate Magic knows there's a lot of AC companies in town, but they're in it for the long haul. No gimmicks or games or sales pitches. Gary and Dave at Climate Magic want to serve you and take care of you when there's an emergency. Here's a number to put in your phone and on your fridge. It's 340-8240. That's 210-340-8240 for Climate Magic. ClimateMagic.com. Texas License 1531C. Are you or your child suffering from attention deficit disorder or hyperactivity issues? If so, it's not because of a drug deficiency. Now there's a natural way to address your lack of focus and concentration. Vox's Attend is a natural three-dimensional product designed to help children and adults alike. Attend helps improve attention and concentration. Before you resort to harsh drugs with potential side effects, try Attend today. Thousands of people 
people of all ages have benefited from the great results of Attend. Start enjoying the great feeling and staying focused and on task, allowing you to get the most out of your day. Ask for Attend at one of Rhonda's Nature's Way 2 locations, 624 Southwest Military in Chopper City Mall and 8059 Callahan at I-10 West in Callahan. We are so confident that you will see results with Attend. We are offering you the opportunity to try it risk-free. Remember, if you can't pay attention, you need Attend. And welcome back to Bill Berger's Gardening South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. All right, give us a call. Be a part of the show. Still plenty of time, and that number is 308-8867, 308-8867. Trace, one more thing. Uh, you mentioned that we've got the trees in about uh, 99.9% of all the trees are, are in now, and we've we talked about what those are. They can find them on the web, uh, the fruit trees, pecans. You said you're still getting a couple of pecans in. There's, yeah, there's a few pecans missing. Crepe myrtles. All. Uh, we got we got the bald and burlap crepe myrtles in. Okay. And uh, so it's a really good selection on the larger ones. The smaller ones will probably wait another three or four weeks. What else is, uh, when will other things start happening? What, the ro- the roses. That's always a little. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah, when, will, yeah. well, when will the roses start coming in? Are we talking fancy roses or are we talking antique roses? Well, we're talking all of them. What, okay, well, fancy roses tend to show up around the second week of March. So that will be the like the hybrid teas, floribundas, all the real pretty colors. Um, things like the antiques should show up before that. Uh, we already have some drift roses and a few knockouts, and we'll start building that up in the next couple of weeks. Sounds good. Yeah, Sounds and good. anything else exciting that's coming up? Uh, what folks need to kind of mark their calendar? Well, I think they need to, the next one, we get a lot of phone calls every day about, can I go ahead and cut this back? Can I go ahead and cut that oh, back? Oh, okay, so right. We're, we're having that adult seminar towards the end of February. I want to say it's the 25th. Uh, but it should be on our website. And uh, so David will be out here, and he'll go over what to cut, when to cut it. In the, mean, in the meantime, uh, be conservative. Uh, Jerry and I talked about that yesterday, especially with citrus. You don't, you know, you want to make sure where the definition between live and, and dead is. And also, we're it's not February yet. We got a whole right. yeah. whole month, six weeks of potential Every, cold weather. Everything still. you leave on there is uh, is potentially uh, going to help the plant stay warmer. Yeah. So you know, dead leaves, all that stuff makes a difference yeah. in in the plant staying warmer. If we did get another freeze. Other than your sense of neatness, there's no real reason why you have to rush to get. Rid of the, you know, to cut back the lantanas or but you said, Esperanza or anything. Jerry, did you said cut back, like we've got the garlic and the uh, cannas, you said cut those back. They're just big brown stems now. Yeah, you can. Okay. Well, if, if you, you don't want the poor, if you don't want the birds to utilize them. Yeah. I don't know how they well, would. Well, uh, look at what Calvin wrote in the, in the paper this week. See, he's over here talking. Cut back Esperanza, Pontiana, Duranta, Lantana, and Firebush, and other root-hardy plants where the tops are killed by cold weather. To the ground. What about our low-flying birds, Kevin? Well, I, I, might, I just must have been off my... You, you must have been... Angry must have been, in the birds. Is there anything about putting mulch on, on the root for when, if it does freeze again? No. Oh, oh is there anything yeah. here? Yeah. No. 
If the tops are still alive, you can cut them or let them grow. Uh, usually, yeah, you know, uh, I get, I guess mulch, mulch would, would sort of be helpful. Are any particular plants you're thinking about? Well, if it freezes again, if all the dead stuff's already gone, there's no insulation left. Yeah. So I, but very, I sal- of, very, very seldom will our ground freeze here. I, I think of my philodendron in the front yard every time I was. Yeah. All, all those dead leaves. My wife wants me to clean them up. No, because I don't want to. I don't want to have to cover it. That's all. Yeah. Covering the roots, so I don't have to go back out. I, I think that's good philosophy. Should it shouldn't hurt to put the. What would you suggest using much? Is just uh, leaves, rake leaves, or so anything's going to create dead air space? So yeah, yeah. that would be fine. Uh, mulch, uh, wood, any kind of wood mulch. You got to pull it all back later, but yeah. Um, if you don't want to cover it again, then well, you mulch mulch around some of those plants anyway. Right, and you just pull it back, and you're still using the same mulch. Yeah, yeah. And so y'all, what have y'all got? A, what you're talking about? Uh, fine bark mulch, any, fine or coarse or uh, medium. Any of them, I think, would suffice for keeping the warmth. Yeah. Well, and there's a lot of leaves out there. Yeah. yeah. And if you don't have any, you can come in my front yard. <laughs> <laughs> leaves. I was just noticing that in my yard. The rake all you want. Oh, the, <laughs> the of course the pecans have decomposed a long time ago, but the <laughs> Texas red oaks. Kind of piled up under the yeah, that's under what the mine, trees. Mine have done yeah. that. But uh, the cold, the cold, you know, they they kind of in a year when you don't get a lot of cold weather, it'll be spread out. But yeah, this year it seemed to all drop at once. The the high wind will put them against the fence or something like that. And that 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 uh, remember we're talk we're not talking about raking leaves. We're talking about. Uh, Mulching them with a lawnmower. Yeah. Or running I, over them with a lawnmower. I noticed uh, Neil Sperry in his column in the newspaper was, he's, he's, he's a little, has a different attitude than Jerry and I do on the the height of uh, San Augustine grass to leave in the wintertime, but also the leaves. He's more in the old school. He, he, didn't, he didn't much like the leaves to be left on the lawn. He never... As far as I can tell, never talks about running the mower over and letting yeah. them decompose in there. He talks yeah. about how slimy they are, and <laughs> you know, well, and they have they they have more trees up in up up there, uh, right outside of Dallas, and more rainfall and probably more leaves to deal with. But that mower thing's kind of satisfying. Oh yeah, I did that to the uh, the backyard that had all the big leaves in it and stuff. Yeah. That's what we do. Yeah, you got the nice lines after that. And yeah, it works. And after you go over them a couple of times, they're they're yeah, gone. You, you practice, yeah, you can't see them, really. I see now, though, that the uh, city is going to, st- well, at least test in some neighborhoods. Uh, they're going to ta- They're going to be uh, recycling, give you a, a separate barrel for yeah, organic, uh, organic material. Yeah, we have one. Yeah. And you can put a... Either bag them in there. Um, I think you either bag them in the things that you get from HEB, the the grass clipping bag or the leaf bag, or you can put them directly in. One of the things, the reasons why we were always advocating this was that it really doesn't make sense to uh, to bag up your organic material and then 
pay to have it drug someplace, pay for the land for the landfill space, which is outrageously expensive and hard to find, uh, when you could just be using it yeah. as an addition to your lawn or as mulch or something. I think that continues. I mean, you know, that doesn't automatically mean uh, if if this new program helps you uh, be more sustainable and conserve. Uh, not waste that material, that's great, but uh, if you use it, continue to use it, and in fact, hopefully expand your use of of the available or organic material. Leaves are especially useful. Yeah. You, yeah. Pay, you, pay, you pay to grow those leaves. Yeah. I mean, with fertilizers and water and things like that, so you might as well Send recycle them. It's a shame to have to pay to have them hauled away. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. And put in the ground okay so we got that yeah so we have organic i've seen people put limbs in there and other stuff too uh, and I, I put my uh, i have an ipoma that uh, is not where it should be and so about every two weeks i can go fill that whole can up with uh, the morning glory vines oh. grown over that two-week period wow that's pretty good well i have a uh, passion vine i guess i could do the same thing well, you should, didn't your passion vines and your morning glories get nailed by that cold weather? The top did. They're, oh. they're, they're not where they should be. Somehow they they made it from point A to point B. Huh. Point B is underneath the row of pittosporum. So, unfortunately, I've stuck with them there, so I have to constantly pull the vines out. Yeah, we were talking yesterday about even my cat's claw, the cold weather uh defoliated it. I don't know that it killed the stems at this point. Well, I looked I looked inside the piss form and all those vines that are that were inside are all still green. Is that a is that the morning glory that you originally planted or is it the weed morning glory? It was my wife wanted it and I told her no and she bought it anyway. And uh she I told her to keep it in a container and so she did but then it went out the bottom of the pot, <laughs> and I told her, "Well, make sure it stays just here." And it, she let it grow over into the elephant ears, and then down the row of pittosporum. Once it once it reached the pittosporum, there was no stopping it. Hmm. Well, that's good, but they're not easy. They're not easy to grow here. The big flower. Oh, it's the big flower. Yeah. It, it can put on. It can put on so much growth in in just a few days. Yeah, once you start. Uh, we mentioned um, sweet peas. They, uh, if your plantings are like mine, they all got wiped out from the cold weather. We talked about it either too, too hot or too cold. They don't like it. Well, it was too cold for them. Yeah. But, but uh, stick them in. You know, if you got seed left, just uh, and we got seed here at Millburgers, just uh, soak it overnight and replant. They'll come up quick um, because a lot, a lot of times, a lot of years we. Are generally the last target planting date is about February 15th. Yeah, and English peas, the edible, edible yeah. potted uh, sugar sugar snaps can be planted too. And even if you had, uh, maybe you didn't get complete damage of those, and they'll they'll kind of recover. They might, they might come back. Yeah. yeah. So they're out there. Cabbage seemed to do all right. Didn't seem to be a. Oh yeah, cabbage didn't bother cabbage. Brussels sprouts. And, and like I said, broccoli if it wasn't already headed. And I know that you'll be happy to hear that the rutabaga 
The rutabagas made it. Made it. Yeah. All right. And the turnips. Turnips made it. <laughs> <laughs> despite jerry jerry came over and visited the what i wasn't supposed to tell him that what is that that you went over to his home and visited the rutabagas oh no oh we were we were going to keep that quiet uh, i'm sorry oops he had roundup in his hand too didn't he <laughs> yes he did <laughs> i don't even know if roundup will kill the rutabagas. <laughs> all right just about a minute and a half left so anything else we want to cover guys uh, you know, I'm going to cover this real quick. Trace mentioned that uh, uh, the events that were coming up to the nursery, uh, the place to go, I said it in the commercial, is millburgernursery.com. In fact, there's an article on what to do when your plants freeze. We've, we've uh, uh, covered that today, but you can read the article. And there's always all, all kinds of good articles as well as events, uh, what's coming up here at the nursery, what's happening in the city. You'll find it all at millburgernursery.com, including what's on sale, too. And uh, we're going to be, uh, we got a big event coming up like we do every year in Floresville, um, March 3rd and 4th. And uh, if you want to, uh, some folks have fun with that mystery plant program, uh, go to their website, the uh, Wilson County News. And we'll get more and more into that because uh, Millburgers is a big part of that uh, that event. And uh, It'll be fun. Hopefully, we'll get a lot of folks from San Antonio that'll partic- participate with us down there. And you should get Calvin's uh, article this week on horse herb and frame it, probably. Yep. Do you think that's worth I think we, we, we're we responsible for introducing horse herb in San Antonio. Absolutely. Or, or legitimizing it. Uh, we'll yeah, I referred to Jerry's research on horse Oh, herb. there you go. All right, we'll say goodbye for today. We want to thank everybody. Thank Carlos back at the station, and Carlo back at the station, and thank Al. And, of course, thank you for listening. I'm Milton Glick. We'll see you next week back here at the nursery at Mill Burgers. It's at 1604 on Boulevardy Road, and you're listening, of course, to 930 a.m. The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs>